Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, you survived the hurricane. I did. It turns out it was just a little rainstorm. So uh, I'll take it. That is a good problem to uh, have, I guess, that it was not as good as it was supposed to be. It kind of folded. It kind of came up short. Some Some say it was (laughs) overrated. I'm not going to say that. Wasn't involved. Didn't see it with my own eyes. But Blue Category 3 storm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's like the Anthony Bennett of uh, Storm. But <laughs> how about uh, we got a, a UFC Paris card coming up this weekend? We got Cyril Gaunt. We have Sergey Spivak from UFC. I'm sorry, not from UFC, from Paris, France. We only got 11 <laughs> fights though, Ty. There was I thought I feel like there was more on here. And at, if you look at the uh, the canceled and fizzled out fights, uh, a bottom section of uh, topology. There was a lot of reshuffling of this deck that went down before this card, actually. Yeah. So, w- William Gomez must fight Lucas Almeida. That was going to be a good fight at 145. Instead, he's fighting Giannis Camori at 145, who was supposed to fight Kalen Lockren at 135. So, now Kalen Lockren's fighting Taylor Lapalus at 135, because Taylor Lapalus was supposed to fight Muin Gafaroff. I hope you're staying with me here. Yeah, um, I mean... And Zara Farron is opening the card. She was supposed to fight Haley Cowan, who pulled out for like the 13th time in her short career. Uh, Volkan was supposed to fight our boy, Azamat. That would have been a banger. Um, he's fighting another terrifying lighthead, what he said. So, very. Uh, also, we're supposed to, your boy, Sam Patterson, Flat Stanley. We're supposed to see him get, oh, get sent on. to, this, on, to the Shadow Realm. And um, That's not my boy, yeah. by the way. <laughs> And calling him flat for uh, flagrant, dude. That is flagrant. Yeah, pretty, uh, not a flagrant too, though. So I'm still in the game. But um, yeah, we got a, a lot of shuffling. That one American on the card, and, that, and she's you know she's also Lithuanian. So um, definitely real... some underrated fights. I think I think this has potential to be a good card. I think honestly, the main and the co-main might, might be snoozers. There, there's a possibility that we have 40 minutes of just nothing, but. They're going to be interesting. I kind of don't know which side to pick on both of them. So there's a lot of intrigue at the top, and there's a lot of French fighters on the card, um, which is, you know, I'm sure they're gonna, the crowd. The crowd's probably going to be crazy. If I remember for Cyril Gaunt's last fight, they were pretty crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe it was not, at Tui Vasa. The they were going the, crazy. The yeah. one. So um, it's at noon, which is too bad. Uh, noon thirty, actually, it appears. Um, I will be working all day, but hopefully have it on somehow. But if not, you know, college football's on. I got a lot. A lot of bets going on. We're going to hammer some Ohio State overs. You know how, you know the deal. Of course. There's going to be a lot of action going on Saturday. And this is an option, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're going to sit here and gamble on this card, you better listen to this. Because we are the ones that have the answers, even though I think we both got cooked last week. But who didn't in Singapore? <laughs> well, actually, no, you did good. And I don't think I did bad either. So I don't know what I'm talking about. A couple months I ago, gonna, I feel like we... Yeah, yeah. We, I was gonna, we've been kind of like you know we've been at, at the very worst we've been uh, you know slightly losing. You know, we're not we're not losing. Uh, we're not. When did we go the one time like a combined one in thirteen? Yes. 
goodness, in like February or something. And you had the only win on the card. We, I, there was a day I went zero for nine uh, or something. I, it was. <laughs> there were some dark days. We were down bad. Yeah, uh, we should have walked away, but guess what, ladies and gentlemen? That's what quitters do. That's how you you come short of getting to the diamond. We're gaining momentum the pit. Yeah. next year. Twenty twenty four is gonna be big. You waited until that Conor McGregor like money line bet that I hit for seventy five <laughs> right. units, and everyone's gonna be like, All "Hey, right. man, this is a real wild bet." And I'm gonna say, "You know what? TKO first round." No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll get to that. I might follow. I might. I might follow you. Hell yeah! How about we get into Cyril Gunn and Sergey Spivak main event? I uh, what are these guys ranked? I know Gon's up high. I'm, I'm I don't I don't have their exact UFC rankings in front of me, but I want to say they're both top five, but Spivak might be lower. I'm uh, not too sure. I'm not in front of my computer right now. Gon has a uh, what four inch reach advantage, three inch reach advantage, and he is a somewhat of a good favorite. I mean, a healthy favorite at minus two hundred one ninety. To Sergey Spivak's plus 160 and 165. I think this is pretty obvious how this fight's going to play out one way or the other. It just depends on what do you think is going to happen. Cyril Gunn has lost his last two fights, or not his last two fights. It seems like that Tuivasa one has just snuck in there. But his last two high-profile uh, fights, I would say, and Ngannou, John Jones, which I don't hold against him. Those are his only two losses in his career. Uh, I think pretty much 99% of the heavyweights would lose to those two guys. So I don't think that that yeah. is some, you know, a pure negative. But Spivak's on the uprise. He seems like he's mauling people, I guess. Trying to do a little bit of an intro here. But, Ty, I'd, I'll tell you, my instinct when this fight was na- uh, made was kind of like, oh, Spivak's just going to get his hands on him. Because i just kind of been feeling that momentum of him kind of just, it seems like he's really tough to get out of there. But uh, the closer this fight's gotten, I mean, seeing that line, I don't know. I this, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, me either. That's why I'm kind of on the fence. I want to take Spivak because I think he has a. Uh, I think Cyril ground game is just a complete disaster. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I I've, I've heard so many times, um, you know, how smart he is and whatnot. Maybe he just wasn't training harder. And honestly, you know. I could believe that, like not to excuse him or anything, but I could definitely believe that he looks like he trained when John Jones took him down and submitted him that quick. Um, even before that, he looked, you know, in, in the um, Francis fight. Francis had a torn ACL and like no history of being any kind of wrestler, and he dominated him on the ground. <laughs> like so, uh, I think you know Spivak might fuck up. Uh, you know, maybe maybe the first couple he doesn't really get him down. Maybe. He, Maybe he gets hit coming in, but this is a guy who gets like what five takedowns per uh, per fifteen minutes, sixty five percent accuracy. Shogun's takedown defense forty five. So I, I feel like man, I feel like he's going to be able to get him down, but I'm just uh, I, I'm definitely worried about the standout. I think Shogun's probably going to maul him at distance, uh, especially you know if he just goes for. But he's Sergey Spivak's going to be bigger, man. He's only one shorter. He's probably going to you know. Have to cut to make that two sixty was a two sixty five limit. Um, Surgon's a little bit more, a little lean. Um, I'm gonna go. I don't know. I don't know. I will say though, Ty. Like I, I'm. Wor- this is worrisome just because of you. Really don't know what you're getting in Spivak because he, of course he's on the come up, but he also beat Derek Lewis, Augusto Sakai, and Greg Hardy. So yeah, and, yeah, and any. Back in the day, like not that all that long ago, was an Olenek win, but Olenek was what fifty as opposed to being fifty five. Then you know, I, 
I don't really like Spivak's strength of schedule, although he has looked very dominant in those fights. And you compare that to John, uh, not John Jones, but you know, a little, little spoiler there, Cyril Gons. I mean, he's not losing to the, you know, these these guys that Sergey Spivak's beating. He's losing to the very best in the world. I just, yeah. I, I, I worry because it, it's just such a, like a, is Cyril Gons ground game? I think it's what it comes down to, and his wrestling as bad as it has looked in some of these recent fights. I mean, Tui Vasa never even got close to really. He doesn't want to do that, so that you didn't really see it get tested there. And some of these other guys have wrestled him in the past, but they haven't really. I mean, was he was you know going to war with Dante Mays, right? He heel hooks him at the end of the fight, like <laughs> uh, you know Junior Dos Santos, Jorginho, not exactly looking for ground game. Volkov, you know, like well, who's really been testing it and who's really wanted to test it to the level that John Jones and I mean even a Sergey Spivak's going to be able to do. So I think I might take Spivak money line here. Yeah, I would love to fade an MMA factory guy. Uh, even though they do have some good, some they have some really, really good fighters. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Fernand Lopez. I don't know. No, he's really necessarily the best trainer. But so I don't I don't know what you know what Cyril Gon we're gonna get. You know, uh, I know Ty Toivasa dropped him at one point, but he fucking smoked him. Yeah, Toivasa easily. Um, yeah, I I'm having a lot of uh, I'm gonna go uh, Sergey Spivak. I think he's gonna get him down. Eventually, I think that might be it. Maybe not, but I think that's definitely it for the round, at, at least. And I think that's just a quick path to success. I don't necessarily think Cyril Gon's going to have some crazy cardio. Um, you know, while it's standing, I think you know he could be in trouble. Spivak, that is, but oh, for sure, yeah, he can land something. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be necessarily shocked. It's heavyweight. He hits hard. He's a big boy. Uh, I think he's getting better. He's still what twenty eight. I think we kind of forget forget about how young he is. He's five years younger than Cyril Gon. He's fought, you know, the Aspinall fight was it was a bad look. You know, he got completely blanked. But you know, John Jones has said himself, John, Tom Aspinall is going to going to fight for a belt and possibly win one in the future. So um, no problems there. And you know, the Tom fight was a while ago, just a bad matchup. So I think he's he's gotten a lot better. I think he could take another another leap here. It's a big step off from Derek Lewis, but he, you know, made absolute quick work and dom- dominated him how Aspinall dominated him, just in a different way. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take him money line. I'm following you. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I am worried about Spivak kind of never really being in a big-time fight like this. Uh, where he's, you yeah, know, I mean, also I was, in France, you know. Yeah, he was the main event in the past, was he? Uh, was his, what, one of his last fights the main event? Was it Derek it's Lewis? When he fought Derek Lewis. Yeah, but yeah. that didn't really... It, he didn't really have to go the five rounds, let's say there. So, uh, Spivak money line is one sixty five. I'm just gonna stay with it. I, I really would like to. I, I honestly don't like this that much. It's kind of like one of those where it's really close, and I'm betting the underdog. Uh, I probably would have bet yeah. gone if he was the underdog in this. It's just the values there. I think so. How about Manion Farrow? Rose Namajunas, Rose Namajunas, the former UFC strawweight champion, going up in weight to 125 to fight Manion Farrow on her home soil. This is a big deal for Manion. She wins this. Manion, as uh, would be uh, her French pronunciation of that name. Uh, she, she's got six KOs, four decisions. She is the favorite. She's minus 190, I believe. It's same, pretty much the same odds as the uh, main event. Ty, do you like this line? Do you think there's anything here to bet? I really, on first look, don't trust anything. I don't know how this fight's going to play out. 
I don't know if Magnon is that good, and I don't know if Rose <laughs> can really go up and wait and contend or really take a punch from somebody that uh, at that weight class because Rose has taken a fair amount of damage through these last you know little title run. So I guess uh, what yeah, do you think? Um, I like I like your pronunciation of uh, Magnon. Magnon. I like the French language. Very very tough to to to, to say though. Very hard to learn, but. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Firo should be good here. I think um, there's just a lot of red flags with Rose. You never know what, what you're going to get with her. You know, she beat Whaley twice once. She you know head kicked her uh, in the first round. Then she comes back against Carla, just absolutely lays an egg. Uh, the, the Andrade fight. I mean, she was she was you know beating the shit out of her the first round, but then you know just just got slammed on her on her head. And then the Carolina fight, you know, fought that close. That was a while ago, but still, she's uh, she's always just been hot and cold. And uh, I think I think she's I think it's possible she's just done. I know she's only thirty one, but I think she recently said in some interviews uh, she thought she was done and didn't want to hurt people anymore. So that just you know that and that lines up with literally how she fights. So um, I think she kind of has a has a path to victory with you know submission grappling. She's definitely gonna have a huge edge in that in that category. She has five submissions in her career. It's been a while, but I think it was uh, Michelle Waterson the last time. It was like twenty seventeen. So. Um, it's just, you know, is, is she going to look for that? Because I think, you know, but will she be able to take her the, down? Cause she is, I mean, she is big, she's ah. going up in weight. So that is, I mean, I feel like that's something that you have to take into account when you think about shit like that. Right. But I feel like, you know, she's getting older. Maybe she has been wanting to go up for a while. Uh, she's what five, five. She's got good size. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny cause Firo took down Chukagian, took down Jennifer Maya, took down Myra Point and Silva. Um, she's taking out everybody. She doesn't take down in all her fights. And Tabitha Ricci, like maybe not the best opponents ever, but like women that's that are wrestlers. And she's you know a kickboxer. She lands about six and a half punches per per fifteen. Uh, very very good output. Very uh, accurate. Very good defense. Seventy one percent striking defense. Eighty three percent takedown defense. She's just uh, very good at eluding. She's very powerful in the clinch. High pace. Uh, she's just she has really good distance management. She knows how to stay on the outside, even if she doesn't have like a a reach advantage. She still has a, a height advantage, and she uses that very good. Just very good kicks in general, keeping people away. I think she has good cardio too. Honestly, I don't think she's really gotten tired. Um, I think she's kind of just disappointed. I think she you know she got two finishes in her, in her first two fights, and everyone thought she was going to just knock people out. But she fought Victoria Leonardo and Tabitha Ricci, who's you know like five foot one. So, yeah, I mean, I love her output. I love the fact that she can mix in her takedowns. I, uh, I like that she uses her strengths. Um, and I think, you know, obviously she's probably the more nat- the, the bigger and more natural 125er. So, yeah, I think she's going to win here. I don't, I don't know. Maybe decision. I feel like that's probably the safe play. But uh, maybe there's a world where she finishes Rose. I, I think Rose could be done. I, I, who knows? Um I just don't like the tra- tra- the trajectory. Can't talk. Been been having a little too much coffee. Oh now. boy, yeah, um, I know the feeling, man. Um, yeah. Why? So I think I got Manon Menon Firo by decision. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's anything to bet, though. I am going to take that on the card. All, All right, Manon Firo decision. Uh, I I just it? it is plus one thirty. I'll take that as well. See, it's kind of. Like, like you said, you could see it happening, and I could see a world where, like you said, 
where the grappling, like she starts wrestling her, and you're like, wow, I didn't know Rose was this good of a wrestler. Like she kind of yeah. implemented it a little bit in the way Lee fight, you know, like she took her down a couple times and got it back. When she, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure she got taken down at some points in the fight too. She it's did, kind yeah. Of like a, and just, just like the Carla fight, but she kind of got, you know, controlled more. Uh, she got taken down by Andrade both times, so she, yeah, she could be honestly like I would be surprised if Firo like out wrestled her and just, just wasn't stronger, like just a lot stronger, you know? Yeah, I think that's gonna be the thing, and and if it stays uh, standing, I think Firo. Although she doesn't have, like, we've been looking for that TKO kind of, and I could see it happening here, but, I mean, Rose has been in there with some killers. She is experienced. I think she's going to kind of play this safe, and she's going to lose a close decision is my, yeah. I, I think it's going like to be a that. really close fight. So, and even, I, like, Rose, I, I would have a tough time believing she's going to sub her or do, you know, like, I, I could, of course, you can always, you have to say that. It's like, oh, you never thought it would happen. Of course it could happen. I just don't, I don't see it happening. So, yeah. Um, we're gonna both go Furo decision plus one thirty, and now I'll tell you that she gets her back. Furo's oh, gonna yeah. be in trouble. I think if Furo goes to the ground, she's gonna be in trouble because Rose is very good on the ground. So BSD Benoit Saint Denis, another French our boy Patriot getting in there against Tiago Moises. Tiago Moises we've seen in a few occasions. He's kind of fought up, and then he kind of went back down, and it's. Fighting uh, Melky, who is not bad. I don't want to disrespect Melky, but uh, Christos Gallegos is never a good look. And then you're jumping back in there against Mr. Santini. And I am looking at the odds right now. We are minus 165, so we're getting closer to an even fight. We haven't gotten there yet. These odds have all pretty much been the same. Vegas, you can tell, really doesn't have a, a strong lean on who is going to win these fights. But I like Benoit here, and I, I might I might go inside the distance. Yeah, I like. Uh, I think I like Benoit a lot too. I think it just mainly uh, the pressure, the aggressiveness. He just comes out firing, you know, big body kicks, big low, like whatever, whatever it is that he decides to throw. And Tiago Moises is, is your typical, you know, better hammer than he is a nail, you know. Uh, and I think that's that's going to happen. I think that's what, how this fight's going to play out. Honestly, it's it's going to be tough though because I think Tiago Moises is better technically. Um, but his takedown defense isn't really good. I know, you know, he's got awesome jujitsu, um, but I think I think Sandini also does. I think Sandini can also kind of avoid some of that. I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know, he does he does do some shit that you you wouldn't necessarily wish that he would do as a as a better. But um, also, this might be like a massive overcorrection line wise. You know. Um, I don't think I think he was what was his line against Bonfim? Was like was it plus three hundred or no? For who are we talking about? Mr. Sandini. Bonfim. Yeah, he was, was like plus one twenty one seventy five, closed at around two twenty. Yeah, so and now he's flipping over to what, minus one sixty. One sixty yeah. So you know, not that I, I, I think he's going to win, and I'm going to pick him inside the distance, but what, what is his uh, inside the distance, by the way? Plus 140. Damn. Remember, his sub was like, I think, plus 1100, right? Against Bonfim? Against, um, Bonfim? I believe so. That was all. Fucking that was crazy. Sick. Couldn't believe I never took that. So, um, yeah, I thought, listen, three and one, three uh, in the UFC is, you know, his debut is an absolute just mauling and a tough fight. 
Uh, and ever since then, he's just been you know fucking people up. So I think he's going to continue to do it. And uh, give me the God of War. God of War. You going into the distance? Yep. Plus one forty. We are aligned in this one. We are in lockstep right now, and let's keep this going. All the whole car. Sweet. Let's just bet the same thing, no matter what. How about <laughs> Volkan? No time. He's got absolutely no time. Uzdemir against Bogdan Guskov. So, Ty, I know you are you are uh, entrenched in the you know European, Asian, all sorts of markets. Uh, MMA, even the Russian MMA scene. So I guess you're going to give us a full breakdown of what Guskov can bring to Volkan Uzdemir. I mean, this is a tough opening matchup. No matter who you are, uh, I mean, Uzdemir, I don't like that they don't have, like, reaches for these guys that are coming in here to fight. Like, I, what, 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 what website do I have to be on to find this guy's reach? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have one, you know? Um, That's crazy. It's yeah. it's funny his nickname is uh, No Time, but all he does is you know take his good old time fighting lately. I know he used to, I know his his first couple fights he used to fuck people up early, and you know the Jimmy Manoa fight was like a minute. He destroyed uh, Misha Serkinov was like thirty seconds. Um, you know went to war with OSP, um, but you know he's he's getting older, he's wearing down. Usada took over, uh, they called him up, so. I don't know. I, I think I could see him getting fucking flatlined by anybody. I think 205 is very much like that. So much variance in this division. And this dude, uh, this dude Bogdan Guskov, I don't think he's very, I don't think he's that good. But man, he has a, he has a lot of power. Nickname is Zarovich, which I believe is the Emperor's son, basically. Um, terrifying name. I watched a highlight video of him. He was terrifying. And he was putting people out bad like absolutely just just brutal i mean this poor guy ivan i think it was ivan luchenko he was making his debut which listen he's fought nobodies like a bunch of russian mechanics you know but uh he put this this poor fella out dude so bad um like really bad but also i saw him fight uh this fellow vyacheslav vasilevsky not to be confused with andre vasilevsky um, who has fought some pretty good fighters. I think he lost, he lost to Duraev, Shlomenko twice, uh, Ramazan Amiv, Michael Falcao, Big Rig. I don't know if you remember Big Rig. I only um, know one Big Rig. <laughs> it's Johnny. Johnny Big Rig Hendricks. Yeah. Um, the, this this is the OG Big Rig. Okay. He, uh, I forget who he fought. He fought somebody in the UFC and dipped out. But um, back to... Boskov, Guskov, <laughs> he, um, he, he puts people out bad. The only problem is he only throws a, like a right, like a right straight, a right hammer hook, and a right uppercut. That's like it. But man, <laughs> going backwards doesn't matter. He puts, he just folds people. It's fucking crazy. But like I said, when he fought this guy, Velas- uh, Vasilevsky, he got staggered with a jab, and then he got put out bad, <laughs> bad, like folded against the cage, not waking up for an hour. Like, you know, maybe he's alive, maybe he's not. Um, so I think that could happen. Like, <laughs> I, I don't really know. He's very aggressive. He has an absolutely huge back piece tattoo. Um, I think he's he's very strong, very big. Um, so I think he might be able to, like, out-muscle um, Volkan. I'm, not, I'm just not sure about Volkan at this stage of his career. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like no, he's very you. vulnerable. 
Can't be trusted. Um, and this guy is kind of – remember um, who's the guy that put out RoboCop? Nobody saw that one coming. Um, I forget his name. The little oh, short guy. Fuck. The Hulk. Wasn't that the Hulk? Or yeah, the Hulk. Was it the Hulk? Yeah, and then he got put. And then he got put yeah. out. Um, <laughs> he got put bad. He got put out bad too. It was our bad. boy um, Nursultan. Nurse. Can't wait to see him fight again. Uh, they got to get him back. Shout um, out to but, <laughs> I want to take a shot on Gushkov, but honestly, I'm taking some shots on this card, so I'm going to pass on this one. Um, just ex- honestly, expect violence. I, but also expect maybe a snooze fest, like if Volkan can work the wrestling. But I, I don't know. I don't know. This guy Gushkov. <laughs> I think he's probably kill or be killed, honestly. Yeah, listen, I would love to take Guskov TKO, but I'm not going to on the card. Uh, I, yeah. I, I'm jumping back and forth, but if you're going to take it plus 240, uh, I, I like that, but I just don't I don't know enough about him. So he sounds like a murderer, but you just never know. I could see Uzdemir having the most boring fight and just pushing him up against the fence. Yeah. And it being I think if he wins, though. Loser. Oh, he's going to put if him out Gus- bad. If Guskov wins, I I think he gets Johnny Walker next. I think that's what they're trying to set up. That would be an absolute fight Volton? of the decade. <laughs> I'm going to bring up Volton every single episode if I can until until he gets in there. Until he fights, yeah. Voltron. Uh, we'll see if you Voltron, yeah. We'll see if Usada steps in, but <laughs> yeah, I should fuck off in this fight. I, I sure think. fucking hope so. But uh, <laughs> here we go. The star of the show. This is what the people are paying the entrance for. William Gomi. And Yonis Gemori, who uh, the Desert Warrior, who as you have uh, said, has the probably the best nickname on the entire card. Which I, I love am, it. He's I'm not going to fight uh, you. On. I believe Algeria. Min- so. Minus two hundred five, two ten for Gomi Gemori. He is plus one seventy one seventy five. <laughs> so I guess uh, I ask you, Ty, what do you have here? <laughs> Oh my What's god! What's the big deal? What's the big deal? It's just every. It's just it's so funny. There's just so much French going on. I'm kind of overwhelmed. Uh, you're killing it too. I'm hey, not very, I, I, very... I got some more coming in. There's uh, there's all sorts of guys on here, man. That we can just. I'm here. I'm here for it. Um, yeah, I think I think this is. Um, I think I'm going with the dog here. I think I got to play on Giannis Gamori. I think he's a uh, he's a pretty good kick kickboxer. Throws a lot of spinny shit. Seems to have pretty good power from the little bit I've seen from him. Uh, but also has some submissions. So I feel like um, I feel like that I feel like that should line him closer to Gomi. Gomi is is not uh, a ground guy at all. I mean, I know he had like a little bit of success against um, Francis it, uh, Jarno Aaron. <laughs> I'll just say Jarno Aarons, but I think uh, – did, did he take Francis Marshall down at all? No, I, I thought that just played out of range. Francis Marshall was scared, scared to fucking throw. Um, he got taken down by Francis Marshall. So he took he took down Jarno Aarons a couple times, but Jarno Aarons had him deep, deep. I think it was a triangle, if I remember correctly, in the at, at the end of the third, deep in it, but um, couldn't finish it off. So I think, honestly, uh, that's very telling. Uh, I don't know if Mr. Gemori has any triangles. Subs off his back. Let's take a look. Yeah, he has a triangle, uh, an arm triangle. So, like, you know, I, I don't think Gomi is also that smart. Like, the way he fought Aaron's, he's, like, set, him up, set himself up to get subbed. And I think he kept throwing it up, and he just ignored the signs and threw himself in it. Also, I think he's a good kickboxer. Like, I think this guy's – I don't know if he's better than Gomi. But, uh, it's it's kind of hard to find range with Gomi. You know, he's six foot. Uh, how big is Gamori? Gamori, 5'9", but similar reach, and a 4-inch reach advantage, so I think he can use that reach at his advantage, but 
he's very low volume. Uh, he's not like a great round winner. He's also like very awkward. It's just an awkward style. You know, I, I don't honestly think he's that good. Uh, so I'm going to take Gamori. I think honestly he has a chance to be, uh, to win pretty much every part of this fight. I'll take the money line. Uh, I like that. I don't, uh, I, I don't have a preference here. Really? Uh, I don't, and then I was never impressed by Gomi with his like kind of closer decisions than they probably should have been against guys who really aren't that good. So if you're going to give me him, I mean, I, unless his Gamori guy is horrible and we don't know that. He has a couple splits himself, but like these guys weren't that bad. I mean, you know, maybe they had padded records, but they didn't have bad records. And it was in Brave CF, uh, UAE Warriors, like decent organizations, you know, like I, I just. Well, I've seen uh, enough yeah. from those other guys. I feel like these guys are on pretty similar levels. So for one guy to yeah. be minus 210 is like a little concerning. So that's why I'm going to go with like plus 175. Let's do it. You taking it too? Yeah. Hell yeah. So we keep it moving though, ladies and gentlemen. Are we almost – is this the last fight on the main card or is that – that was? I believe this is the opener, yeah. This is the opener. Okay. Your your cousin, Manolo <laughs> Zucchini, is getting in there against Morgan Shari. He's uh, he's getting in there. He's eighteen no, and nine. No. He kind of got. No, wasn't it? What was it? Shadi, yeah. Uh, that's too much. That's, yeah, I don't know if that's it. I don't know. I don't even know if that's it. I just kind of wanted to say that. <laughs> he's minus three forty, three fifty on this. To uh, they think your cousin's going to get knocked out. Looks like zucchini. He's around a plus two eighty, two seventy underdog. So. I don't know anything about either one of these gentlemen. They are both making their UFC debut. Am I am I correct? Yeah, and uh, Mr. Zucchini just fought in a uh, uh, Venator UFC or FC twelve from Italy. So, Venator, yeah, it looks like that, but it's cl- it's it was not. In Ventnor. He was in Ventnor, but he was in Italy though, which is a crazy kind of turn of events. I and, was I was uh, in Italy. At least Shadarius uh, fight in uh, fought in I should say uh, Cage Warriors, which I, I've heard of that before. So. That's always a factor. You know, people are probably like so not taking this too seriously. But why the fuck would I take this fight so seriously? This is the most easy kind of layup fight that they could give a guy, a France guy. They're kind of, they think the zucchini guy stinks, it sounds like. So uh, I'm going to go uh, Shadi 8 or Shadi, whichever one it is, minus 105 inside the distance. All right. Too much, too much Manolo hate. All right. Relax. Chill on him. I think he has some good power. I oh. think he's got good pressure. All right. I think he um, solid boxing, but he's very KO or bust early, pretty much in general, but definitely early. Like most of his wins are in the first round. <clears throat> when he fought this one guy, his last fight, Abu, tu- uh, what was it? No, I thought it was Abu Bakar. Yeah. Abu Bakar Tunkara. Try saying that. He, uh, he need him pretty, pretty viciously to death. If I remember correctly. So I think he has some, you know, I think this could be a banger. Uh, this has some good potential. Morgan Charrier, I like him a lot. Um, he has a couple losses, but they're to very good fighters. Uh, I mean, he's lost to Paul Hughes, who's probably, if not the one of the best fighters in Cage Warriors right now. If he's not the best, it might be Jordan Vucenich, who um, Charrier also lost to. Lost to Soren Bach, another stud. Um, Saladin Parnasi, he's the KSW featherweight champion. Um, and he has a couple losses early in his career, but I don't, I don't really look at that at all. You know, look at, uh, Natalia Silva. She's she had like, she started her career like one and three. So, um, 
he's and he's had some just good, just great fights. He has his fight with Paul Hughes for the belt was like fight of the year in Cage Warriors in twenty twenty one. I think it's on YouTube. Go watch that one. It's a banger. Um, so I think you know he he could get in a, he could get hit, he could get hit. Um, and this guy's Manolo hits hard, man. So I think Charrier should should probably smoke him though. Like good boxing, good striking, kind of low volume. You know, he kind of he, he's very patient. A lot, of, he, just like a lot of these French fighters, are very patient, which could you know lead to low volume sometimes. Zero gone. But he's good speed, good power. He's hurt people with low kicks. He has some submissions. Like, I think he has an all-around game. He's probably just going to dominate this guy. If he gets past the first round, he's definitely going to fucking smoke him. So we'll see. But uh, I like him inside the distance. You going to take it? Uh, what, what can I get it at? Minus 105 is what I have it on DraftKings. I'm going to skip it just because there's a lot of variance. But I think he is going to get the knockout. I don't blame you at all. It's good to stay away from a few every once in a while if you can, but I can't, so I just keep on rolling. How about Taylor Lop Lopless? Lopless? Lapilus? If you Lapelou? Lapelou? Uh against against who? Ty who who's he uh, fighting? Um I believe you're uh Cal- so we go from my cousin <laughs> to your cousin, Kalen Lochran. The Don. Kalen Lochran. The Don. He's plus one fifty. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna. This this has potential to be fight of the night for sure. I think this might be fight of the night. Uh, Taylor Lapolis is very good. Should have never been cut in the UFC. I believe he was like three and one. He was. Uh, yeah. So uh, I remember. But the guys he, he fought, I've never heard of before. Um, you know, in in a uh, hypothetical sense, because they. <laughs> Oka Sasaki, I've heard of him. Well, that's it, though. I mean, yeah. Eric Perez. I mean, well, listen, how about I should say, we know these guys because we watched this Eric shit. Perez also got cut. Yeah, Rocky Lee. I think it, he was good. Come on. He's four, <laughs> his career record is four and six. He left the UFC and was getting knocked out in Way of the Dragon, too. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> way of the Dragon, too. Yeah. That's great. I remember that card. Yeah, uh, we all do. It was, on DV, it was on DVR, but I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who was oh Johnny Young Park was the main event. There you go. Um, Will Chope. Uh, I thought it was Will Chop. Um, I was just, that's a crazy name. John Zhang. That's a crazy name. Um, can't believe this guy was in the UFC. Do you think he was the worst fighter the UFC's ever signed? Uh, there's definitely more people who are worse. I mean, I think CM All Punk right. is probably the worst. But <laughs> Mike Jackson also might be. Mike worse. Jackson was really bad too. But um, Lapolis, even after the UFC fought Josh Hill. Beat him. Nate Maness sidekicked him. Gave him his first L. Wilson Hayes walked through him like it was nothing. Marcos Breno, same thing. Uh, I watched him fight that Demarte Pena guy who was undefeated. And he smoked him. Um, he's he's really good. He's got really like aggressive kickboxing uh, from from the southpaw stance. Solid takedown defense. It's definitely improving. He's thirty one. Honestly, he has so many fights that he's still you know shaping his game. Um, I think sometimes he's low volume too. Kalen Lochran is, um, he's, I don't know how to describe him. He's built like a fridge. Short, just fucking stout, but he's strong, man. Hits hard. He's, he gets into brawls. He's kind of like a counter striker, but he gets hit a little too much for my liking. He had a good fight with that guy, Dylan uh, Hazan, in uh, their last, his last fight, won the belt. Um, not really sure who else he's fought. 
Uh, his first two fights of his pro career, he fought guys that were in combined. What is that? Owen oh, 70? Is that what I'm looking at? That's, yeah. Owen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy so, shit. Owen oh, 39. I didn't even see this. Reese, <laughs> Reese Street, who was Owen oh, 31 at the time. A nightmare. Oh, on Look at, oh my yeah, God. I like, he's he's Owen like oh, 40 now. Don't you think he, there's somebody he could beat up? Or is he an absolute just like he – that's got to be a fixed fight, right? His last fight was unknown, the result. So maybe he died in the fight. Oh, come yeah, on. Come on. Well, let's I hope Reese Street is still around. But what about Will Karens? Oh, my God. He looks like he works at GameStop. <laughs> One in 42. Wow. Who did he beat? Uh, he beat uh, Sean McFarlane, not to be confused with Seth. But he also beat Mark Halford. Knocked them out in the uh, first Mark. round. Mark. He but also lost that's to right before boss. COVID, oh, it so it's possible he could have been feeling under the weather and got knocked out by yeah. this guy. So. He has a couple of bare knuckle wins. Who doesn't? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Blueface does. Not really, though. Paige Van Zandt doesn't. Actually, she does, I think. She might have won one. I I got I lost track of that. But let's let's get back to the uh, the message at hand, which is <laughs> Colin Lochnan. Uh, I'm kicking him. I'm taking him inside the distance, plus 300. Wow. I'm taking Taylor Lapalus inside the distance. Let's go. Fuck yeah. Let's go to war. You want to go to war, pal? Let's go to war. Um, <laughs> my, French, my French genetics. Lapalus is a plus 350 inside the distance. Yeah, he is. So they think this is just going to be a war, and these guys are going to stay up the entire time. I'm yeah, thinking, I think uh, Lockhart has some wrestling upside uh, for sure. But Lapalus, I don't think he's actually that much bigger if he is. Um. So that might not even be that much. I just I think his kickboxing is just double impact, double penetration impact. Like I love wow. that nickname for him for a fighter. That's you know what I mean? Insane. By the way, that, that is a so suspect name to have. <laughs> I didn't realize that was it. All right, double double impact. You know the kicks and the punches. Come on, man. No, I'm doubling down my fucking bet on the other guy. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's well, go. you know. How about uh, Ons Lusa? I don't think the Don is that good, but... Hey, know. man, I don't think either one of these guys is too good, so I'm just taking something just because... I'm taking the Irish guy, man. I can't help myself. Yeah. I don't know about in this That's one, fun. though. Ons Lusa, Reese McKee. Reese McKee getting back in there. I guess, what, is he really Irish, though? I, I, I don't even know. Yeah, he is. Come is on. He? Oh, he's from Northern yeah, he's Ireland. From, uh, yeah, he's from Northern Ireland. I thought I saw another flag next to his name at some point. That's why I was confused. But Scotland? Uh, it, may, it might have been the Scottish maybe, maybe you, yeah, he's known as losing to Hamzat, one of the first Hamzat fight. If it was it the first, if that's what you want to call it, I mean, um, that, whatever that got, was, he, he got, got mauled. He, yeah, no, he, he fought John <laughs> Phillips before him, but uh, yeah, Hamzat yeah, really he, he, hey, guys, man. Yeah, hey, at least he went, you know, three minutes. You know, gotta give, gotta, gotta give that to him. It's true, honestly. Because people um, smoked GM, under that. GM three went like uh, fifteen seconds. You know. Yeah, he got but he didn't land. A, he didn't land, nor did he attempt to strike. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? At least he didn't go over ten. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't fought in a while in the UFC, so I think he's made some improvements. But um, he's gone to the third and fourth rounds with some of these guys. Jim Wallhead. I mean, that guy. You know, judo Jim. He he was not very good. Um, <laughs> He, I feel like he just kind of went to Cage Warriors and fought these just, you know. I think that Berlin's to do is, is pretty solid, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he got smoked by Johan Lanes, so how good can you be? 
But um, yeah, I don't know how many how much improvements Reese McKee has really made. And I feel like Angelusa honestly has made some improvements. I thought he was not that honestly not that very good when I watched him fight Manir Laziz, but also when I fought when he fought John Howard, um, John Howard was pretty much cooked and they went the distance. Uh, he but he also went the distance with Jack Della, so like you know. Very odd fighter, I, I think. He went split with multiple fighters, but he looked good against AJ Fletcher, I think. I mean, just dominated him, smoked him. Made quick, or not quick, but made easy, easy work of uh, AJ Fletcher. I believe I was on AJ Fletcher in that fight. Took him down a yeah. couple times, even dominated him in the wrestling department. So I don't really see why he can't do that to uh, Reese McKee, because when Reese McKee was in the UFC last, he fought, it was Alex Morano, and he got dominated in the wrestling. Um, and obviously, we saw what Kamzat did to him. So I think. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> Reese McKee's strikes, I know it's only two fights and one was three minutes and he got dominated, but strikes absorbed per minute in the UFC is almost 12. <laughs> That's crazy. That's fucking insane. Um, he doesn't really have striking defense. I don't think he ever has or ever will. Uh, I think he he's never going to be a defensive fighter. So, um, yeah, I think um, Angelus should probably walk through him. I don't know how he wins, but I think he's a pretty solid parlay piece. 165 is not bad, honestly. I don't, I don't know if maybe I'm wrong. Here, maybe Reese McKee has made a lot of improvements, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm with you, but I'm staying away. I don't, uh, I don't trust. Uh, like you said, Angelus has kind of got a high variance of performances. He looks like he can hang. Yeah, he's also there. smaller. Yeah. And, so, and but I think he could catch Reese at some point, hurt him bad. Because, but yeah. like you said, I just don't know. Happen. I don't know. Like this, Angelus is a sure. guy who you don't know what version of him is going to show up. He looked great in that AJ Fletcher fight. I don't At know. least that was recent, so that's yeah. why I, I'll pick him. But I'm definitely not going to bet. A lot anything. of decisions, some splits in there. It's just I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't trust it, and I'm not, I'm staying away. How about Stay Nora Cornell Cornell Cornholio? <laughs> I don't know. Jocelyn Edwards. Canelo is that what you said? Canelo. Nora worse. We're getting worse by the Nor- Nora Canelo Alvarez. No, uh, <laughs> plus one ten for. Uh, Canelo and uh, minus one thirty-five <laughs> for Jocelyn Edwards. Uh, I try not to bet Jocelyn Edwards fights, but uh, yeah, that's pretty fair. I don't like anything it's, to do it's with sad this because I'm, I mean, I, I would I love to bet this Nora lady, but I, I don't really know much <laughs> about her. So uh, why she does have a win against Jacqueline Cavalcanti, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, but. Uh, you know, Jocelyn Edwards is is the ultimate decision fest, snooze fester. So it just depends. Yeah. You know, split decision also. Exactly, you don't um, know who's going to win. The problem is I've I've bet on her last three fights, but she's won them all. So I think I, I got something good going for me here. The problem is I think that might end here. Um, I have to I have to take action in this fight, right? I'm taking Jocelyn Edwards, minus 120. It's not ending here. We're keeping this train rolling. She's going to make it four in a row. Nora Corneau is, I believe, how it's pronounced. Uh, she's 33. I think they just tried to find some French chick to fight. I mean, she has fought Lyft, Uber, uh, all the kind of drivers that you can find. Um, that Juliet Chukwu chick, she was, I mean, dude, she, she, as recent as this year in February, fought a chick making her debut, Sana Mandar. The fittest of Morocco. That was her nickname. They said that because she has like, you know, a thick lower body is why I believe they said that is her nickname. And she's never probably going to fight ever again. I think they just picked her out of a, you know, a good looking lineup of women. <laughs> and as soon as she got on her on the ground, she didn't know what she was doing. This, this Corneau chick has fought nobody. 
Uh, it's actually kind of sad. Like at the last pick she fought, she won by leg kick because the chick didn't know that you could kick people in the leg, I guess. So um, I got La Pantera. I think she's still probably the bigger fighter here. I mean, she's fought, you know, like I say, she's fought great fighters. But on, honestly, since, you know, her career has really started, even though, uh, in LFA, she fought Sarah Alpar, Pam Gonzalez. Uh, actually, I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. I thought that was Pearl Gonzalez. Yanan Wu, Carol Hosa, Jessica Rose Clark. I mean, listen, she's lost to Jessica Rose Clark. Big red flag. All right. That is a huge red flag, but you just say it. Actually, sorry, I don't know who the fuck that is. Come she on. lost to Conejo. She lost to Conejo, though. She has a result unknown in the amateurs. That's that's crazy. How does that happen? How does that she happen? She lost to Montserrat Ruiz, but she beat Montserrat Hernandez. So I don't know what's going on over there in the regional scene of Mexico, but I don't know who Pamela Gonzalez is. Sorry, lady. Um, but Jocelyn Edwards has much more experience. I think she's probably better than this Corno chick. I mean, I, I, she's from Algeria. I think there's a couple of Algerians on the card. I could be wrong. Um, she's just, you know, I guess she has power. She has more power, I guess. Jocelyn Edwards doesn't really throw power. She's kind of like a pitter patter, leg kick thrower, right? You know, she's kind of boring and sloppy and not good, but. And also, she's not good at winning rounds. She's given away rounds to Gian Kim and Lucy Putaloma, which just absolutely should not have happened. Like, no way she should. I should have sweated that Gian Kim fight. But no. it is what it is. You know, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Cardio sucks. But, like, she just does more. You know, I feel like she could probably take this chick down, too. So, I got Jocelyn Edwards in an ultimate dart throw, blindfolded. I'm with you. I'm going to go Jocelyn Edwards as well. Minus 115 is good enough for dirt. a girl making her UFC debut against somebody who I've at least I've seen fight a few times. And I, I, I'm a big believer in that UFC debut. You usually see one of the worst versions of the fighter. And then they progressively yeah. get more comfortable as they go on. And she's fighting obviously at home in France, but definitely never in front of a crowd like this. As far as I know, I don't know if what she's doing. In, I mean, UAE warriors. I don't know if that's on the level, but what do I know? It's in Abu Dhabi. There's probably a, a million people there watching the, uh, Kevin, <laughs> Umar and Sylvester Chip Famumbo. So there's uh, Yeah, I would watch that fight. I you know, no, I wouldn't, unless I could bet <laughs> on it probably. But yeah, I'll go with that. How about Yeah, but if you lose your bet, you'd lose your head over. Well there, that's so. a tough t- yeah, I wouldn't be there. I definitely wouldn't be there. So <laughs> uh <laughs> not gonna see me in Abu Dhabi anytime soon. But how about Basharat? <laughs> Farid Basharat, not to be confused with Javid Basharat. Getting in there against Clayton Rodriguez. I think this is a really good uh, interesting fight to have kind of buried uh, in the, you know, I guess it's kind of to start the, you know, prelims a little bit. So you'll you'll be ready to go around 12.30, 12.45. Bashrat's a big favorite, though. Minus 350, 380. I, I, I don't know. I guess Clayton's kind of, is he, would you argue, I, I mean, not really kill or be killed, but I don't know. It just kind of, you kind of know right away what's going to happen, whether it's going to be one of them fights or not. So he has a loss to CJ Vergara. Uh, he beat Santo yeah. Corotolo, who you're your other cousin on the contender series. My other cousin, yeah. Um, Bashrat's going to smoke this guy, right? Uh, you know, he's moving up, which I think, Ooh. you know, Bashrat's bigger naturally. He's got a inch, four inch reach advantage, three inch height advantage. But Clayton was pretty big. I mean, he, he, he couldn't make 125. Um, so, but, but still, you know, moving up's pretty tough. He's very explosive. Uh, I remember he dropped Vergar with a body kick. I think he also should have won that fight. But he has some quit in him. He has some fade in him. He has some, uh, you know, tendencies in him that you don't love. 
Uh, I think Fareed Basharat's solid. I think he has just very, uh, very good control wrestling. So he did to Demond Black here. Nobody really does that to him. Uh, Demond Black here is a power wrestler. He kind of does that to other people. He's got good kicks, but he doesn't really have good boxing. Basharat is my issue with him. Uh, I, again, I do love his kicks, but hands are okay. No, nothing great. Good wrestling. Good ground and pound. Good elbows on the ground. Good jujitsu. Uh, he almost subbed Brett Blackshear in, in the third round. Um, so I think he should win, but pretty big line, honestly. Like I, I kind of like Clayton a lot. I really wanted to bet him against Tatsuro Tyra, but uh, that fight never materialized. So um, I'm going to stay away, I think. I am going to go Basharat decision, minus 110. I think that is a good number. These guys are going to be evenly matched in some senses. Maybe he takes them down, but I think uh, Clayton's BJJ will hold up and he'll be able to not at least get submitted. And I don't really see... I, I think the I see the striking kind of playing out kind of even. Am I am I off on that? I, don't, I mean, I, I not, not even. And Basharat's going to get the better of him, but I don't think Basharat's going to be putting him down. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Bostrat's a, I mean, he, 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 is explosive. he is explosive, but it yeah. just seems like he's more of that, you know, like he's not really necessarily looking to kill. You can tell there's certain guys who go out there and they are murderous intentions every time they throw a punch. Bostrat's yeah, more I think of his brother a technical guy. is more of that. Yeah. You know. But what do I know? Minus 110, I'll take that. How about. Nothing. That's what I'll tell you. I know nothing. No, I literally don't. I, I feel that every day. But Dara uh, Fern. <laughs> You uh you saw her uh on your way to Our the uh, on the way to work the other day and you said you're fighting this weekend she said yep getting in there and uh, I was like damn you, yeah you were like damn I, well, you're kind of old aren't you and she was like yeah I'm not done yet though they <laughs> they try to they try to put me down I'm not done she just lost to uh, Josie Nunez the, the night of the Teixeira that was what last uh, I was it feels like it was last year but it really was not all that long ago it was eight months. Since she got in there, uh, she's fighting Jacqueline Cavalcanti, who we don't know much about her, if anything, at all. She has a PFL loss. That's what we we can know. It's Martina Janjarova, who she's in the UFC. Is awful, now? absolutely awful. No, she is not. And she is. She couldn't be further from the UFC. Oh, uh, it's a PFL thing, say. man. Yeah, that's. Um, see her. She got a head kick. Head kick oh by Amanda God, Lebrock, who stinks. I just watched her the other night. Touch too. him up. Touch him up, Amanda Lebrock. Yeah, it's a good nickname when you're absolutely awful. Um, she's been slammed on her fucking noggin. Megan Anderson destroyed her once upon a time <clears throat> at Invicta FC. I remember that. Um, yeah, she stinks, and Jandrova stinks, and Cavalcanti lost her by split on the Challenger Series. PFL was like, "Yeah, you. We're not going to sign you. We don't like you." So, I. Uh, I got a big play here. I got Zara Farns of Santos. <laughs> money line. I think uh, this line is absolutely insane for two chicks. That, listen, they probably both stink. So why not give me the, you know, maybe the less stinky fighter? Uh, is she bigger than Cavalcanti? I believe she, they're similar size. Uh, she's much older, so that sucks. And she's just, um, you know, she's not, really, she's not really good. She's like a one-dimensional striker who isn't even really that good of a striker. But uh, Cavalcanti's, I think her uh, her weakness is wrestling. So it's not even like Zara Farron's biggest weakness is, you know, her opponent's biggest strength. So uh, that kind of gives me a little bit. Yeah, I don't feel as bad for betting Zara Farron, but plus three hundred's not bad. Cavalcanti has some good kicks. It seems like she finishes her opponents well. 
Um, but she's not impressive. Like I, I was expecting, you know, when I watched Kaylin Lochran and Taylor Lapalus and um, Morgan Charrier fight, I was impressed. When I watched this chick fight, I, I was like, okay, I guess like the chick she, she's beating are, you know, no names. So, um, yeah, give me Zara Farron in an absolutely disgusting split decision. So you're going to go plus 310 on the money line? Yep. yep. Wow. Big play. That's a huge play on the money line. And uh, I'm going to stay away from that, though. That You talk about stinky. That is stinky. <laughs> I am not trying to have to take a shower after the first fight of the night, having to sweat that out. But I may take it in my personal life. Let me just say that. But that <laughs> is nasty in your personal life. Oh, don't hey, you? hey, I don't talk about my personal life on here. So how about, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. My name is Matt McSweeney. Uh, is there any boxing that we're missing out on? I don't really think so. Um, no, Liam Smith and Chris Eubank are running it back for uh, whatever reason. Chris Eubank was actually, I think, beating him and then he got fucking smoked. Uh, he, he said he wants one more. He wants he wants a rematch. He wants more at him. Um, so that should probably end well. For God him. bless him. Um, other than that, yeah, there's not really any boxing for a couple, I guess, until the end of the month when we get our boy uh, Canelo again. Charlo, which is coming up quick, actually. So that'll be I, that. That should be. I don't know what that's going to be. So that should be fun. Charlo is very aggressive, swings hard, hits hard, has gotten a lot better. Canelo's, you know, he's Canelo, but he's also getting old. He's fought five hundred times, and he's you know, fighting a younger, maybe hungrier, uh, maybe probably not quicker, but has has his own has a lot of power in his own right. So that's actually going to be a really good fight. I, maybe not, you know, maybe Canelo smokes him or wins every round, but. I think there's potential there for Jamel Charles to pull the, pull off the upset. I think it's going to happen eventually to Canelo. It'll, you know, boxing it catches up to you. Yeah, and he can see, he, or you can feel he's kind of going towards the second half of like the prime is at the end. If it's not already, it's yeah. not there already. It's getting really close, so you don't know when that Dimitri Bivol fight did a lot, did a lot to him. He got he got walked down. He got he got fucking humbled, and uh, also he's so big now that he can't really maintain. He, uh, you know, there's talk. Terrence Crawford said, I, I want to fight him at 160. I was like, Jesus, man, that's, you know, that's bold. Who would you take in that? Uh, <laughs> I would have to go Canelo just because he's so much bigger. But, man, Terrence Crawford's like, you know, he's pretty big himself. I know he fights down, but, like, he is big. He's older. I, I, I feel like, you know, he's also just, like, an absolute different human mentally. Like, he just, he, he does what he says he's going to do. Um, if he beat him, if he beat Canelo 168, I, I have, I, you know, I know this might sound hyperbolic. Also, he would have to beat Charlo because he, he, I think he's fighting Charlo next at 154 to unify. If he were to beat Charlo and Canelo, he'd be the best ever. Who? 100%. What? Yes. He'd be the first fighter to ever unify in two divisions, and then he would do it in four divisions while moving up from 140 to 168 to beat Canelo. Yeah, that's insane. Nobody has ever done anything like that. I mean, I, you know, the chances of that happening, I think, are slim. But like, you know, if he beats if he beats Charlo, which I assume is next, well, I guess we'll see because Spence just activated his rematch clause. That what a waste of time. I guess we're we're gonna get that again. Hopefully, Crawford makes that one fifty four to give him you know the edge that he needs. He's probably gonna smoke him again. I, I really hate to say that, but I think that's next, unfortunately. And then maybe so that probably you know I don't know how much Crawford has left. I don't know if he really gets that Canelo fight in the future, but he's going to get the Charlo fight. If he beats Charlo, you know, <laughs> him and Canelo, I'm sure at that time, because he's already blowing up. Like he, I see him everywhere. Now. And compared to before Spence, he was not on Good Morning America. He was not on 
uh, Sports Center. He was not on Stephen A. Smith. He was not on this. You know what I mean? Like he's everywhere now after that Spence fight, which I love for him. He deserved it. Um, and if he were to, you know, beat Charlo and then have a fight with Canelo, that would be a the hype for that would be unmatched. I I, I think. Um, and if you were to somehow beat him, like again, if 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 if, but if you were to do all that, how do you not say he's like the greatest of all time? He'd be like forty six and zero, or some th- some shit like that. It's like forty knockouts and like fifteen. He'd be holding like twelve belts at the same time. Like that's just. Then you can just walk away, be like, "Yep, I am. Yeah. I am him. I, I am did. The I quite literally did everything there is to do. I didn't just unify it two. I unified it four divisions: one forty, one forty-seven, one fifty-four, and one sixty-eight. Like what? Him beating Canelo, I love it. Like you, let alone would just be like going up that much weight and and going and cooking the guy who is like was, you know, right there. Number one pound for pound for you know a good yeah. I mean if not still good amount of time you know took the right crown there. from Floyd yeah and now giving giving it to just take it rip it off of his head it's funny because he said he wouldn't fight Crawford he's like listen I can't be I'm not fighting anything under 168 anymore I'm not even going to entertain that and Crawford said no I'll come up to 168 and fight you and he said yeah honestly I you know I'd be down for that and I'm like wow he's, Canelo switches mood switches uh, his, his mood quick. Uh, in a recent interview I saw. So, like, that's kind of interesting. Like, you know, I think they could work together for sure. Crawford's kind of independent. So, listen, I'm just saying. It, it, it could it could happen. Crawford wants to do it. It's all about having fun, man. It's where dreams are made. <laughs> we will have a full episode breaking down everything that happens this weekend on Monday. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt McSweeney. I am Ty Capone, as always, the 28-year-old old man, unfortunately. Uh, he and he has some words of wisdom on the way out that he learned. You can't this have one, your cake. Week. Oh boy! You can't have your cake and eat it too.